Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to The Sports Cap with Thomas III and Dylan. Happy Monday evening, everybody. I am Dylan. And I'm Thomas III. And you are listening to The Sports Cap on Talk Jive Radio. Thomas, what's going on, man? Man, not uh, a whole lot. I mean, there there is a whole lot going on, but you know, me, I'm just just chilling, man, enjoying this weather. Yeah, I I hear you, man. I'm enjoying it too. Although I'm sure everybody can kind of hear it in my voice. That think this weather changing's kind of caused me to get a little under the weather. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of going through the, the same little bit of stuff here. A little, little scratchy voice, but um, hey, it's all good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You got to deal with it. So, man. Uh, just like always, we had a full uh, week of football on all three levels. So, we want to start with a little high school football talk. Yeah, so um, I was actually in El Reno. I, I, I caught the like the first, probably about the end of the first quarter on through the second quarter up until halftime. Right. And it was a really high scoring game, but the bugs were ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I mean, there were there were like crickets like dive bombing, like hitting you in the back of the head and jumping like crawling up into your shirt, like from underneath. Wow. And like it was it was terrible. So I ended up leaving at halftime. But it was really it was crazy because I showed up and the scoreboard wasn't working. So you couldn't tell how much time was left or, you know, what the score was or any of that. So I had to get that information from other people. Okay. So kind of keeping track of my own head of what, you know, what was going on. So we got there and El Reno was down. They were already down. I think it was, uh, it was 20 to, or 21 to 13. They were down. Mm-hmm. And so we got there, El Reno scored. Then, uh, they got the ball and El Reno ended up getting the ball back. They scored again. Then they, they turned around, and Noble came back and scored. And then Arena scored again. And so it was, like, just back and forth, like, all before halftime. Right. So it ended up being that I think it was 72 to 62 was the final. Yeah, man, it's, like, crazy, like a freaking Big 12 score or something, huh? Yeah, it was like it was like Baker Mayfield and, and Patrick Mahomes that one year. Yeah, you know? that was crazy. So, yeah, so that was that was a crazy game. Um, I, You know, Arena was up. I think they were up 40, 41 to 28 at halftime or something yeah. like that. Should have closed and ended it up out. 72 to 62. So that, that was a crazy game by itself. And so, you know, at that time, I'm like, wow, you know, El Reno lost. So I'm kind of going through my timeline. I ended up finding out that Anadarko won. Yep. Um, which was, you know, Anadarko lost two in a row. And it just kind of seemed like it was all going downhill. Right. And then and then they pull out a game. Now who were they playing again? It was was it they played New Blanchard? they played Newcastle, and you know um, I I was not I was unable to make the game you know because I was sick and everything. But from what I hear, Anadarko actually came out and looked like they had a pulse. Man, looked like they wanted to win. Looked like the kids were hungry. I think they probably kind of you know sent some urgency that the season's not necessarily on the line at this point. But they probably realized that if they want to you know. Have a chance of finishing up at the top of the district. They probably better start winning some of these ball games. They're supposed to win. Yeah, that's that's true. And I mean, we we had gotten to the point where we didn't know what games they were supposed to win anymore. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> and then we see, you know, we're always looking forward to that Anadarko Chickasha matchup for sure. Because because Chickasha hasn't beaten Anadarko in a long long time. Right. And they're they're not happy about it. Nope. 
And so, you know, one of the games that we were talking about leading up to this week is that cash game mm-hmm. that, you know, that Chickasha had because cash had blown in a dark out 43 to 14. Um, we, you know, wanted to see how Chickasha would do. Right. Because Chickasha's only loss was to El Reno. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be, you know, that was a pretty close game, a lot closer than they thought it would be. Right. So, you know, um, yeah, so they ended up getting beat by Cash by what a couple touchdowns. Yep, yep. So what nearly as bad as what nearly as bad as what Anadarko got beat by, but they got beat by Cash too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, is that is that um, in, indicative of what you would see whenever Anadarko and Chickasha match up? That much of a difference is is Chickasha better than Anadarko? You think, or is, is did Anadarko have a really bad couple games? Or right. What do you think? Man, my honest opinion, I think from the outside looking in, as much as I hate to say it, just based on kind of what I've seen and what I've heard, I think it just appears, you know, from the eye test so far that Chickasha, you know, in my opinion, may be better than Anadarko. But, I mean, it's like the old cliche, man. You know, you never know till you strap them on and line up. You know what I'm saying? And that's – you got to gotta put it all on the field and see what happens. And so, um, you never yeah. know what could happen in Anadarko because that game's going to be in Anadarko, of course. And so, uh, I guess we'll see, man. It'll be something to look forward to at the, you know, for the season finale. Yeah, man. Death Valley. Um, hey, we might be looking at another situation like we had last year where it was winner goes to the playoffs. Oh, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? You know, so, I mean, that could be something that we're looking, that we're looking up towards, you know, so. Yeah, you never know. I know. I know there was some other upsets throughout high school, like Mustang beat Tulsa Union. Oh, my goodness, man. I think Tulsa Union's kind of fallen off, and that's not to discredit Mustang by any means. I don't mean it like that, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think Tulsa Union's quite the Tulsa Union they were, you know, five years ago. Well, you know who Mustang's new coach is, right? Uh, I probably do, but who is it? They got one of the Blankenships. Okay, yeah, I just, see, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Mustang's got a Blankenship. He just started coaching this year with them. So, wow. Uh, I can't remember which Blankenship it is, but one of those Blankenships is coaching at, at Mustang. So, okay. you know, that's a lot of ties. That's a, that's people who know about that Tulsa Union and know about those Tulsa schools, you know what I mean? So For sure. Um, yeah, so they came out and kind of shocked the world. We also saw um, Carl Albert get beat by Piedmont. Oh, man. Now, Carl Albert hadn't lost a game in 39 games. Oh, my goodness. Including playoffs. Wow, that's that's crazy. So, you know, we talked about uh, – we talked a little about Carl Albert last year whenever El Reno actually went and played them in the first round of the playoffs, and, and El Reno hung with them, you know, was within a touchdown of them most of the game. Right. And, uh, you know, just couldn't couldn't seem to get over that hump, couldn't pull it off. And I was actually at that game. And, I mean, Carl Albert, they're a machine, you know. Right. And so it's pretty crazy now to see, um, you know, to see kind of that, that they finally finally got beat when, you know, they hadn't lost a game in so long. So Yeah, that's wild, man. Um, maybe seeing a little bit of the, the tides turning or maybe it was just that time of year that, you know, crazy things happen that – you can get done with, you know, get that loss out of the way, I guess, and then uh, go ahead and continue with your season, you know? Yes, for sure, man. And sometimes that's some of the best medicine for a team, like we always say, is to, you know, get that early loss and kind of wakes you up, makes you, you know, it makes you know what to look for in the future and what you need to overcome and work on and everything. But, 
man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Carl Albert win another championship. No, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> not by any means. But, uh, man, so, like, taking it up a level, even though the Sooners end up winning, you know, convincingly, he still kind of had that feeling like eh, it's kind of an uninspired football, just kind of maybe a product of the environment, you know what I mean, at Lawrence playing that, you yeah. know, pretty awful team. What did you think about that game? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. Uh, I always feel like KU ends up giving OU a better game than they should. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's KU, you know what I mean? It's nothing – Nothing to really write home about or whatever. So. Yeah, hard game to get up for. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna continue to be more of a of a game because of Les Miles being there, right? Um, but you know, it it it's just kind of that. I'm just glad they didn't come out flat enough to get beat or for it to be kind of a question. You know that right when they came out and gave up that first touchdown, it was kind of it was like, oh no, not this. Yeah, let's don't <laughs> please not let's not have that game right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, right. <clears throat> but luckily they didn't they didn't have it. You know, it didn't really uh, didn't really happen that way. They they came back out and ended up playing pretty well throughout most of the rest of the game. I think until they put Mordecai in. But um, you know they, uh, I think they looked like they were trying to make sure everybody was healthy enough to go into OU Texas. Yes, Which, you for know, sure. This is uh, this is hate week. Oh yeah, yeah. So of course we we hate everything Texas this week. Absolutely. Yeah, I noticed that they didn't play Kennedy Brooks. You know, <laughs> after taking that shot he took last week, so that's you know strategic yeah. to keep him healthy. And dude, what about that? Did you get to watch much of the Kansas game that? Uh, I already forget his name, but that other running back they started putting in, it's like a JUCO transfer. That kid's a beast, man. Yeah, see, that, and that's the thing. I didn't get to watch very much because I was running around. I had Little League games and all that kind of stuff. Right. So there was a lot that I that I really missed that I wanted to be able to watch but didn't really get to get, to get that in depth. And I guess I wasn't really that worried about it just because it was Kansas. Right. You know, you're just kind of like, it's not really that big of a deal if I do make part of this game. Right. That type of thing. So I'm just I'm ready for this this OU Texas game. And it's gonna be the same way. I'm gonna be at the Little League field where the OU Texas game is going on. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be watching that on my phone probably. Oh yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> well so. so speaking of OU Texas, man, have you seen where this come out? This this is soft society we live in these days. Have you seen this still about how Lincoln Riley says the Sooners won't be making the horns down gesture during the game? Yeah, well, and that's more of a rule thing than anything because they've already said that they will flag you for it. You know what I mean? Right. So that's all Lincoln Riley's trying to do is keep from getting flagged. Right. The because, time, yeah. You know, you don't want to give up unnecessary penalties, but at the same time, you may want to make a statement. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, so if it's going to be a 15-yard penalty, maybe you take that 15-yard penalty after you scored. Exactly. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? Like something like that to where – Do it at a smart um, time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do it, do it strategically to where, you know, where it's not going to hurt you that bad. Right. And make it a make, – you know – Make it a statement where everybody on the team throws the horns down all at one time. I mean, you know, exactly. Have the, have the cheerleaders and the band and like everybody do it like all in, at one time. I think that would be epic. Yeah, that would, man. That would be really cool. Just make that statement and everything. But uh, 
Man, uh, real quick before we talk about too much more <laughs> OU or shift gears any other way, let's talk about the other uh, you know, s- school here in the state. How about Oklahoma State laying a big old egg in Lubbock, man, and taking the L <laughs> to Texas Tech? Uh, I feel so bad for OSU fans. They always have these these ideas of grandeur, and I know they they think the same about OU fans. But um, you know we we we've been relevant for a while. OU has right, and uh, OSU just really hadn't. Yeah, that's for sure. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's sad because I know they want to they want to be on the same level. They would love to be mentioned in that same breath as OU in Texas, but. You know, they're just they're just not there. As long as they have Gundy there, I don't think they're ever going to get over that hump. Yeah, and see, and that's what's kind of crazy about it, too, is because I was convinced a few years ago that Gundy was, you know, the answer, so to speak, at OSU to get them over that hump. But now I'm starting to kind of kind of wondering about that. Yeah, I think, I think Gundy has a ceiling. But I think that a lot of OSU fans are happy with that ceiling. Right, right. I think OSU fans are happy with challenging for the Big 12 title every four years or so right right yeah man it's it's crazy but i mean dude so now you know here we are not even well, i guess we're about right at halfway through the season and uh, osu already has two conference losses man so it's not not got a good yeah. time to be the oklahoma state fan right now <laughs> yeah but you know that quarterback still bothers me i mean hey he turned the ball over five times dude yeah well, that's a young quarterback. Right. He's going to do that. And and that's that's the low end. Mm-hmm. And you can't judge a player on what their worst could be. You judge them on how good they could be. Especially right. when you, you know, because when I'm talking about Bedlam and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, what is the, what is the best possible, you know, best possible scenario? And that would be him to play like that. Right. In the Bedlam game. Mm-hmm. For sure, but man. at the same time. It could end up being the worst possible scenario would be for him to play better than he has already because we can tell he's a he's an awesome athlete. He can play some ball. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, he's he he can run, he can throw, he can do everything that you need to do as a quarterback, and he's very dynamic. Um, the the turnovers are going to come. Like sometimes. It's it's one turnover and then it's just all downhill from there. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of infectious. So I I don't I don't want to judge him on that on that game. You know, turning the ball over that many times. I think that he's still a good enough player that he's something to worry about. Right. For sure, man. For sure. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of really worried about is just how that kid's gonna play. Chuba Hubbard, I mean, he looks like a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a first round draft pick at wide receiver. You know, there's just there's a there's a lot to that team. So I just kinda kinda low key worries me about, you know, about the Bedlam games. Oh yeah, man, because like we fall into this, you know, c- circumstance that feels like every single year with OSU in that, you know, they're kind of just right there, 500, maybe a little over 500, a little less. And then here comes the Bedlam game, and it's like, well, you know what? This could really just save our season if we could just upset OU. And so it's the same exact thing scenario going to be this year, it's, it's seeming like. And uh, it looks like it's going to be back to more of that, you know, uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving again, like, you know, Bedlam <laughs> traditionally is. And that's how I like it, man. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, but yeah, I like it. I, I like it better like that. I mean, if they're gonna have a, a 
you know, back-to-back games for a championship, I don't think that's necessarily just the worst thing in the world. Right, right. So, I mean, I think that's I think that will still get you viewers, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. It's yeah. just, they just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like it. Yep. Um, I really don't mind the 11 o'clock starts much. Right. And it allows you to get the rest of the day kind of going with the other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Get that game out of the way early. But, right. Uh, well, yeah, I like I like the way that they the way that it's always been with OU and OSU for sure. So, well, yeah. man, I was gonna just kind of ask you about this real quick too, Thomas. Like, so basically, we're like I said, we're getting close to about halfway through you know the football season and just keeping it here locally in the Big Twelve. What if I were to tell you at the beginning of the season that halfway through the only two undefeated teams in the Big Twelve would be OU and none other than the Baylor Bears. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, man. Um, Baylor, <laughs> right. after all the, I mean, we we pretty much counted them for dead, you know. Yep. And so it's it's crazy that they're where they're at now. It is. It is. So um, we'll see how real they are. Yeah, we will. They're about to they're about to get into the meat of that schedule, and they're gonna have to play some real teams, and we'll see we'll see what they're really about. For sure, man, and I think OU plays, not that I'm, you know, nervous about it at all, but OU plays at Waco this year, and so we'll see yeah. kind of how, you know, Baylor does this next stretch of games. Um, looks like they have basically their toughest two games, Baylor, that is, at the end of the season where they take on OU, but they have OU and Texas both at Waco, so that's pretty convenient for them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes, man, but you never know. It could shape up to where we might have a rematch with Baylor instead of Texas for the Big 12 title game, although I really, you know, would put all my chips into betting that, you know, it's going to be OU-Texas rematch. So Yeah, you know, I was watching a game this weekend that actually featured two ex-Big 12 quarterbacks. Oh, yeah? Did you happen to see that? It was, uh, <clears throat> it was SMU and... Uh, who was it? SMU and somebody, but uh, Shane Bouchelle was was the quarterback for SMU. Right. Oh yeah. And um, were they playing Tulsa? Yeah. 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 So who who's the Tulsa quarterback? Man, who I can't it? remember what that kid's name is. Somebody from one of these Big Twelve schools, but but yeah, I was I was checking that out. I was like just kind of scrolling through and watching watching late games or whatever. So. Right. It's pretty pretty interesting to see these these uh, transfers and and how much the transfer rules the the rule changes have really affected the game. Right. Because you got players like Jalen Hurts that are just going right into a champion you know championship caliber team at, at OU, mm-hmm. being able to try to make a run and that wasn't really uh, an option before. I don't think. Right. Right. Well, like, that- did you see? Did you see the kid from Houston? Decided to sit out the rest of the year after his first four games. The running back, yeah, and their quarterback too. That that stud quarterback they have decided to do the same thing. That is insane. Like I don't know. I guess I didn't really see that see that coming. Yeah, you know? I. But I mean, I guess that's kind of one of the ways that you can use the you know the red shirt rule to your liking, especially if you're a coach. Now, if I was a player. I don't know if I was like, especially like a star quarterback or starting running back. I don't know if I'd want to sit out. You know what I mean? Even if the season, you know, had kind of gone to hell, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, think about it in terms of if you were playing really well and you had, you know, a great first 
four games or whatever. Right. Then you've already got these people like hitting you up from other colleges saying, Hey, you know, if you want to come here, you'll be the starter next year. Right. You can just sit out the rest of your games and you'll still have your four years of eligibility or however many years you got left of eligibility and you'll be just fine. Right. Right. So, you know, you can, as a player, you could use that to your advantage, almost like, almost like a preseason game or something to where you're going to be able to use that as an audition. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good way to look at it, man. So, I guess, you know, kind of whatever's going to help your, you know, possibly your future NFL stock and all that. And, man, uh, speaking of NFL, dude, we got about, you know, we got another 10 minutes left here on the sports cap here on Monday. Um, NFL Monday night tonight, man. You got the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. at the San Francisco 49ers, which is crazy to me because and I know, you know, I'm a big 49er fan, but I've taken a lot of liking to the Browns lately too, so it's going to be pretty wild. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one for a lot of um a lot of people like like you and me both who are <laughs> who are 49er fans but are also you know OU fans. Exactly. Exactly. And want to see want to see the kid, you know, do well and, you know, for sure. So it's it's yeah, it's going to be a tough one, man. So I, mean, I it's going to be fun though. I want to see I want to see the 49ers look good you know it's it's uh it's been a while since they've been on monday night football looking looking decent so yeah for sure yeah (laughs) so we'll see what happens yep so that game will be tonight you know they're in santa clara and so we'll see how that goes 49ers undefeated 3-0 and the browns rolling at 2-2 so did you get to watch Mm -hmm. any of the uh you know the the previous week's nfl action or man i saw uh i saw the cowboys get beat those, That's always good, Cowboy isn't it? fans. <laughs> <laughs> me and Thomas aren't very popular around here when it comes to NFL football. We're outcasts being the 49er fans, but, uh, man, we yeah, just think it's hilarious when Dallas gets Yeah, beat. it is because every year it's the, the Cowboys are back. The Cowboys are this, Cowboys are that, and they always fall for that fool's gold, that, that regular season quarterback play that Tony Romo and Dak Prescott always seem to give them with no um, postseason results. And right. So, Yep. You know, they get so hyped up on themselves and start feeding into it, and they get themselves, you know, everybody gets them hyped up, all their fellow Cowboy fans, and then, and then you just see them, you know. And then they implode. In their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to love that, man. Oh, yeah, I, I love I love it. I love it. I, I love watching them whenever, they, whenever they're losing, and then they think they're going to win, and then they get quiet again. Mm-hmm. It was like... Cowboys fans just coming in waves this weekend on on social media. It was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, man. They like to talk that trash for sure. That was some good times, man. That was some good times. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, man. So, we had a full week of college football and everything. And, you know, all football, I guess I should say. And, again, the big, 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 big game this week is down at the Big D. Um, Again, let's just kind of talk a little bit more. We've got about about seven or eight more minutes, Thomas. So, uh, what do you think are going to be some of the keys? Like, do you, to me personally, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to run the ball quite a bit to keep, because you know we got we're kind of banged up at the offensive line. You know, I think we have a couple tackles out. So, um, yeah, it's, what, what it's do you looking think? like looking like we're a little banged up. We do have a really deep running back room. Yes, but it's it's gonna it's gonna depend on how well that defense is playing against OU. That's right. Um, but. You know, OU's offense, I'm not worried about OU's offense, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think 
that I don't think that Texas has the kind of the kind of defensive line that they did last year. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I I I'll be interested to see how these Texas players play and how OU's offensive line plays because a lot of them aren't used to these kind of games. Right. Now, I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts because he played at Alabama. He's played SEC, meaningful SEC championship games. Oh, yeah, he's you played know, in the I mean, Iron Bowl. Kind of yeah, there's there's nothing that's going to shake him. So I'm not worried about the offense as, as far as, like, even the line, I think that they're going to go out there just just on adrenaline. You're going to be pumped up enough to to get out there and knock some people around. I think and and beating Bo, he's got these boys ready. Right. I don't, I don't think that I'm I'm not as worried about the line. Well, we'll be interested to see is is how the defensive backfield plays. You know, um, is Buki like where does Buki fit? He just seems like he's out of place wherever he plays at. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of. I mean, I don't know, man. It's a good question because I kind of feel the same way, for sure. But I don't. I mean, it feels like he believes that he's like a Roy Williams type of knock you out safety. Right, but he just doesn't have that size. Yeah, but he's not big enough to knock anybody out, so he ends up knocking himself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where where he fits at. Like, if he could play more of a, I'm not gonna try to knock you out, but I'm gonna try to cut your legs out from under you when you're, you know, running, running over me. That kind of like, I think he would be a lot better. I think you know he could play some cornerback, right? But he's got this aggressiveness to him that like, like a little chihuahua or something. You know, you're like, why are you, why are you barking so much? You're not big. <laughs> exactly. Quit. You know, that's the way I feel like. Stop. Yeah. You're not big enough to be barking at people like that. Man, I totally agree. And I that 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 guy kind of frustrates me because I think he has a lot of upside and a lot of potential, but like you said, I think just mentally he's I don't know what I I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess he just thinks he's a little bit bigger than, you know, what he thinks and he tries to play like he's a little bit more big and physical than he really is. So a little bit of a Napoleon complex. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Exactly. But. Yeah, it, it's kind of frustrating sometimes to watch him play. But I mean, I really have a lot of uh, a lot of faith in what Grinch is doing because I've seen a lot of difference so far. You know, that's one thing that we've talked about a lot is just seeing people lined up in the right spot, mm -hmm. like just getting getting where you're supposed to be at. Right. And that's just that's that's enough of an improvement for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I mean, and that's bad. it's kind of sad to say that, but I mean, it's when you when you're that bad defensively, then that is a big improvement, sadly. Coming up in the right spot and making tackles. Like they're making tackles right now. Yeah, exactly. They were they were missing. I mean, we saw touchdown runs where guys were running through four and five arm tackles, you know, to get where they needed to go. Right, right. Yeah, so, man. It's just it's bad. It's sad, man, but uh, man, we'll see how that defense does. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I truly do believe that Sam Ellinger has become a little bit more of a polished passer, you know, in his years at Texas, certainly from when he started out. But I still oh, yeah. think that, you know, if we can kind of limit his, you know, limit Sam Ellinger on the ground, how many carries and how many rushing yards he makes, I think OU would be in pretty good shape. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, if you, if you force Sam Ellinger to beat you in the air, I think that's probably – 
that's probably the direction that they're going to try to go. Right, right, for because, sure. I mean, that's that's the thing is that's that's what he does. He doesn't. He's a decent passer, but I still don't. I, I would have to see it. You know what I mean? I need to see you beat me through the air. Right, right. For sure, man. So, ooh, man, it's just nothing like a Red River rivalry, man. So we're gonna they're gonna get it hooked up down there at Dallas tomorrow at eleven o'clock, and hopefully we'll be in a good mood about two thirty tomorrow, Thomas. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Hopefully it's gonna. Hopefully it's all gonna work out, man. Because um, yeah, I can't take another loss, man. We saw that. We saw that last one live. I can't do that again, man. Nope, for sure. Yeah, well, definitely, but. Anyways, I guess that's going to about do us for today on the Sports Cab. Appreciate everybody hanging out with Thomas and I uh, this afternoon. And um, until next time, guys, I guess uh, we'll see you later. Thomas, uh, any closing words? Nah, man. Uh, Boomer Sooner, horns down all day long. We'll take a penalty. I don't care. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, for everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Thomas. Oh, no. I was just going to say for everybody uh, at Talk Jive Radio uh, and Sports Cap, I'm Dylan. Non Thomas the third. And we'll catch you next week. Peace.